Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'm Samantha Dinage. Join me to explore holistic approaches to support your well-being in today's hectic world. Through each episode, my intention is to empower you to live your life with less stress and more joy and relaxation. I understand we are all unique and I invite you to take what resonates with you on your journey to feeling more vibrant from the inside out. My dream is to create a radiant ripple effect from each of us out into the world. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me. Now let's dive in. I speak to a lot of people who find themselves worrying about the future or going over the past. And this takes up so much time and energy. And I know this because it was me a few years ago. Now, I'm not going to say that I never worry, but I've become much more aware of my thoughts and I can take a step back and not get so caught up in the worrying, the overanalyzing or any limiting beliefs. For example, we might be thinking about that thing that you said at work. How will you manage to fit in some jobs before the school pickup? What is it that you need to make dinner tonight? How will you afford that bill? Or what someone might be thinking of you, we often worry about. And perhaps we really want to say no to that invite or request, but we're scared to. Maybe you're worrying about elderly family members or the health of your family and friends. Perhaps there's things in your life that are changing and you're not sure what that means for you and things feel uncertain. Whilst there are things in life that do need to be addressed and managed, we can also find ourselves thinking the same things over and over each day, stuck in the same cycles and patterns. And whilst we are judging ourselves for the past or worrying about the future, we are definitely not living in this moment. We aren't focusing on experiencing life right now. We are somewhere else up in our minds. At the end of the day, this moment is the only time that life truly exists. And after all, let's try and enjoy it. We weren't put on this planet for everything to feel like a chore or to be tough. When we are more present in the moment, life feels so much richer and meaningful. We can be enjoying what it is that we're doing. We might notice a smile from a stranger. We might really see and hear the person that is talking to us. And that can help us to form a deeper connection. Rather than multitasking with what you are doing, plus managing all of the thoughts that are in your mind, we can begin to feel less overwhelmed. And also often like we have more time. Or certainly that's how I have experienced it. Or imagine spending just one minute or five minutes doing something that you love with your utmost attention, with present moment awareness. Just imagine how nourishing that can feel. And even 60 seconds can feel like quite a long time. Although many of us feel like we don't have enough time and life is just rushing past us. 
So by being more in the moment, it helps us to create these moments of joy throughout the day with what might be a challenging day otherwise. So here are my four tips to find yourself more in the moment. Maybe one of them will resonate with you more than the others. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. So let's dive in. So tip number one is to be the observer. To be the observer of your thoughts and create some space between you and your thoughts. How often does that worry or worst case scenario that you were imagining come true? How often do we say, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be? Okay, comments like this give us evidence that our thoughts are not facts. Our thoughts are influenced by thought patterns and beliefs that we have created over time. Sometimes we can look for evidence that our thoughts are true. In fact, I believe this is quite common. They were always looking out for things to back up our our current thought processes. So let's have a look at an example. Let's say we're going into a meeting and you think that nobody's going to like you. So perhaps you sit quietly in the corner and nobody interacts with you that much because you're giving off the vibes that nobody's really going to like you. And therefore, at the end of the meeting, you walk out and you say, oh gosh, nobody likes me in there. However, this isn't likely to be the case. What if we walked into that meeting believing that people were going to really like us, that people were going to listen and that our points were worthy? Then the scenario might play out really differently. So if you need to have a refocus, about a situation, perhaps consider what could go well. Change that narrative, those thoughts. So often the mind wants to keep us safe. So by planning ahead for what could go wrong, we may feel more secure and in control in the short term. Okay, so we can understand why we often look for these worst case scenarios. However, It's only perpetrating a cycle of fear, which saps a sense of safety along with our energy and our joy. When we can create space between us and our thoughts, we can focus that energy elsewhere. And I'd say that the first step really begins with awareness, noticing, noticing when the mind has wandered off. Noticing when the mind has wandered and observing those thoughts from a distance and then choosing to pay the thought less attention. I often often used to find my mind spinning down a rabbit hole of doom and it's blimmin' stressful and exhausting. Now I find that I can notice and pause and focus my mind elsewhere more consciously and if in doubt, I always bring my focus back to my breathing because the breath is always with me and it's something I can anchor my mind on. Over time, I've developed this skill to easily connect to my breath from practicing breathing meditations and it's something that you could develop too if you haven't already done so. 
Okay. And I guess when I say, you know, develop, it's not an end point that we get to. It's just something that we're always practicing and always evolving and developing over time. Okay. So by practicing the breathing meditations, you know, noticing when my mind has wandered off, coming back to my breath, then it really helps to, to, um, to settle and create this space, this pause where I can decide then where I'm going to place my attention next. Hopefully not on the worrying. So I often guide this in a yoga class or to bring the focus to the hands or to the feet, for example, so that we are really coming down out of the mind and into the body here in this experience, here on the mat, in the present moment. So do you notice when your mind has wandered off and is running the show? Do you have a technique to draw yourself back into the present moment, maybe into the body, maybe connecting with your breath? Do you think that thoughts are facts? So moving on to tip number two, utilising the senses. So like I've said, when we focus on something that is happening right here, right now, we are in the moment where life is actually happening. Life isn't happening in the past or the future. It's happening right here, right now. Sometimes experiences can, however, just pass us by. We can forget to appreciate their beauty because we are so up in our heads. Have you ever been for a walk and not really paid any attention to anything around you? I know that I certainly have many times. So one of the things that I love to do is to focus on my senses. I'm really grateful that I have the five main senses, sight, hearing, smell, taste and touch. If I'm out on a walk and my mind is whirring, I ask myself, What are five things that I can see? Maybe it's the bark, maybe it's the leaves, maybe it's the grass or some gravel underfoot. Maybe there's a bird, maybe there's a dog or a cyclist. And then I think of four things that I can hear. Perhaps it's the birds or the rustling of the trees. Maybe I can hear someone's voice if there's some friends talking. Maybe I can hear the breath of my dog if I'm out with my dog. Okay, so a number of things usually that we can actually notice when we pay more attention. So after, you know, you don't have to add a number, but, you know, I like to think about five things that I can see, four things that I can hear, and three things that I can touch. So sometimes this feels a little uncomfortable for me. You know, I think is someone going to be watching me thinking, why is she touching that leaf? Um, So I have to let that go. But it might be just going over to one of the leaves of the plants and touching and noticing its, its texture. It might be, yeah, touching the, um, the floor. Is it warm? Is it cold? Or maybe it's the air. What is the temperature or sensation of the air today on your skin? Maybe the face is exposed, even if the rest of you is wrapped up, depending on the season. And then, you know, thinking about two things that you can smell. Can you notice a couple of scents within the air? Perhaps they're nice scents if you're out in nature. Maybe 
yeah not so pleasant if you're you're in a city but still we can have that present moment awareness and then we could finish with one thing that you can taste so it might be that there's a certain kind of taste in the air or maybe you've had a drink or you've ate something before you've left and you can still have that taste lingering so by tuning into the senses it really makes me pay so much more attention to what is around in that moment at that time. It connects me so much more deeply and I appreciate everything so much more. It takes me away from the worrying thoughts so I find it really calming and I often find if I do this early on in a walk then the rest of my walk plays out so much better. And I sometimes use the senses at the end of a longer relaxation or a yoga nidra to gradually bring people back into the room and into this moment. Because often people drop off into a fuzzy state where they're not quite awake and they're not quite asleep. Um, So it's just bringing people back around to be here. So we can also apply the senses to other activities such as eating. Have you ever got to the end of your plate and felt like you've not really noticed or tasted what the hell was on it? I know that that has happened to me, especially in the past when I used to just wolf my meals down. We can appreciate that meal or a piece of chocolate so much more when we actually tune into the taste, the flavours, the smells of what is actually in front of us. And then that experience as we begin to eat it as well. Perhaps it's a chunk of chocolate and we let it melt on the tongue. We start to notice the sensations of it changing from being solid to being a little bit softer and the different flavours that start to come out. And then we begin to chew it and taste it some more and feel the texture and just notice those changes. And maybe we can some different smells are coming out as well. So I know I've definitely scoffed meals chocolate bars and haven't even really enjoyed it and thinking what was the point in that so why not savor the moment does this sound familiar at all to you so moving on to tip number three it's about reducing distractions as humans we often want to turn away from pain and discomfort that's natural It makes sense and we want to feel safe. And sometimes we ignore the signs and push on through anyway. Sometimes we learn coping mechanisms that no longer serve us. Maybe we feel uncomfortable because we spoke our truth and afterwards we're worrying about what the person thought. Often we may push this pain and discomfort to one side, kind of sweep it under the carpet and not process what is going on for us. Instead, we might reach out for our phones for a distraction rather than sit and be with how we really feel. Maybe we grab a glass of wine or a comforting biscuit to soothe those uncomfortable feelings. For some of us, 
the sensation in the body, the discomfort can simply feel too much to sit with. And it's perhaps then that we need tools or guidance to help let it move through us. And it might be that you need to seek support from a specialist. I've spoken about before, as a school teacher, I had very little time to process what was going on throughout the day. And there was constant stresses all of the time. You had to have eyes in the back of your head. And, you know, time pressures were really high. So by the end of the day, I would just be overloaded with all of these stresses that had built up. And I'd be then filled with worries about how I'd be able to get a complicated concept over in a lesson the following day. I used to feel like there was never enough time. So I was constantly worrying about running out of time. And I'd be so fearful of showing up to a class without an engaging lesson plan. Imagine 30 teenagers just sat there staring, staring at you. And, you know, to me, that was um, really uncomfortable. And I always wanted to um, ensure that I had something that would get their attention and have a smooth lesson, especially if it was on a Friday afternoon when everyone's really had enough. (laughs) So I threw myself into my work. You know, I guess, you know, I used to be a high performer, but there was so much anxiety, stress and worry underneath all of it. And to be honest, I think a lot of it was masking all of the underlying thoughts that I had about myself. I just create made myself so busy and so focused elsewhere. It gave me a big distraction from focusing on what was happening with myself, dysfunctional relationships that were going on, and a feeling of shame and failure that I was carrying too. So I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes we need to take the time to be in the moment and process what the heck is really going on inside of us so that we can then begin to heal and move forwards with more energy and vibrancy. So how can we be more in the moment? I would suggest by not always having our phone with us as a crutch. This crutch to place our attention on when we don't want to really be with what's coming up. By getting more comfortable with silence. To take time to reflect. By writing down what's really um, bothering us. To see it with greater clarity and what the real, real issues are. And perhaps letting some of that go or making some new choices or seeking professional help and support if we need it. And if you need to hear this right now, it is okay to ask for help. Okay, so that distractions one, maybe it was a little heavier. Maybe it felt a little odd for you. I don't know, everyone will experience things differently. Um, But I just think in today's world, we have so much going on that sometimes we have to create that pause um, to recognise what is it that that's happening for us and maybe do we need to make a few changes? Um, What is it that we need to help us to, to feel balanced? And then finally, tip number four is listen. 
Yeah, often in today's world, we can be eager to have our say and we can really forget to listen sometimes. We may not even realise that we're doing it. And when I say listen, I mean truly listen to what someone is sharing with us and to listen with curiosity. After all, someone's perspective and knowledge may expand our own understanding. I remember hearing some quote a few years ago about how we are limited to the knowledge that we currently have and we can learn so much from others. And I think it's so true. We all like to be seen, heard and understood. And when we communicate whilst watching TV, whilst looking at our phone or doing a quick job, we aren't always giving someone our full attention. And whilst this is often life and we're trying to, you know, multitask various things, I'm not going to say that I don't ever call my mum while I'm walking the dog at the same time because it's a way that I can fit it into my day. But I think it's helpful to be mindful of creating times when we are really present with people. If you go to my nan's house, for example, she will always turn the TV off and sit and speak to us. Sometimes this can feel quite intense and maybe we just want to switch off and relax. But it is very much appreciated, especially because we don't see her that often. You can tell that she wants to ask us questions. She wants to listen. She wants to find out what is happening with us. But the same can go for people that we see on a regular basis, perhaps that we live with. I believe it's really important not to take those people for granted and really take the time, even if it's five minutes, to actually stop everything else and listen deeply. In today's online world, we are connected far and wide but not always connected in a deep and meaningful way. And just a few minutes of really truly listening can make such a difference to someone. Don't underestimate it. How would you feel if you had someone's undivided attention? In my opinion, that would feel pretty good, right? So let's summarise the four tips to help you to be in the present moment. So tip number one was to be the observer and create some space between you and your thoughts. Tip number two was about really utilising the senses, perhaps on a walk or whilst eating. Tip number three was about reducing distractions and practising what is really going on for you in the moment so that you can heal, grow and move forwards. And tip number four was really listen. Listening and forming deeper connections with people which can be so nourishing and supportive. So, out of these four tips, is there one that you would like to to try or perhaps increase your awareness of or yeah spend a little bit more time listening or focusing on your senses maybe finding a little bit of time to pause have that silence the reflection and maybe becoming more aware of when the mind is whirring off into a spin and actually pausing it and coming back to your breath or to your body and creating that gap between you and your thoughts so that you can make other choices. So I hope that you found this episode interesting. 
Do let me know if you have any questions and I invite you to drop me a note on in socials or in email. Maybe put the number one, two, three or four so that I know which tip resonated with you the most. Okay, so enjoy the rest of your day or your evening. Sending you lots of love and I will be back soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. Please press subscribe to be notified when the next episode is out every other Wednesday. Do follow me on Facebook and Instagram at beautifullybalanced.online.